Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, guys and girls. Welcome back to part two. <laughs> All right, we are still Dan Under <laughs> with Michael Italiano. Oh, oh that's great. I'll Let's st- roll I'll part stop two. Doing that now. <laughs> that's great. Welcome to part two. We hope you enjoyed part one. This is with Michael Italiano, absolute legend. We hope you enjoy it. Let's have it. What did Brad say? He basically, he, he yeah, he did something on the visor. Or oh, he didn't take the inside film off. Oh, I've visor. done that. Really? Yeah, I've done that. My bad. Um, I've given him two left-hand gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, and he'd like, because he had his helmet on and he can't talk to me, he's just like waving it at me. And I'm, I'm, and I'm, and I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, man, it's a glove. Like, what do you want? <laughs> and he's like waving it. And I just stood there and then his engineer, because I can hear him on the, the mic, uh, Michael, he needs a right-hand glove. And like, <laughs> everyone's just looking at me and just like, you try and really act cool and walk back yeah. to your bag and like, yep. I was going to say, are you on the track, by this point he's in so the- we're in the garage and they're about to obviously let him out yeah. um so yeah i obviously couldn't hear him but he's just flapping this this uh <laughs> this glove at me that's so funny yeah yeah so yeah that's that's probably the probably the most stupid thing i've done yeah for sure it's all part of it it's all part of the sport. it's all part of the, the yeah. story yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's so funny i said said the same thing like f1 seems so streamlined and on point and everything's perfect but yeah. you have these little bits which people don't know about where yeah. stuff just doesn't quite match up or yeah go the right way oh, it's such a technical sport there's so much going on there's like so much that could go wrong so much people have got to think about yeah so much pressure on like different people do you feel a load of pressure on you on race day or do you feel pressure on like the pressure for daniel like yeah i think initially i felt a little i wouldn't say pressure i'd say nerves yeah because there's, there's a lot riding on these races like you're you're some some races you're flying you know up to 14 hours to get to to a, a destination and you commit like seven days in this one destination to prepare for this one moment mm. and then your race could be over in 30 seconds right yeah so yeah. I, it's, it's more so the nerves just because there are so many parameters that can go wrong out of your control in motorsport and i think that's what brought on the nerves to me with me initially i was like okay i just want a smooth race i just want to see him race because i know if, if if he stays out there and he finishes the race he's going to have a good race that was just my confidence in him so I think over time, like you, you learn to control those nerves um, as you get experience. Like, I, I think I get more nervous in qualifying, to be fair, and maybe, and maybe the start of a race. But once once that's over, it's it's like head down. I got my little notebook and I'll take some notes and just pretty much get into work work mode. But um, yeah, I, I'd say maybe the first year I, I felt a little bit. And obviously, when you, if you're having a little bit of a dry spell from a results perspective. Um, you do feel a little bit of pressure because mm-hmm. you know you are part of that team, right? You are mm-hmm. responsible for for his performance in in some way. So, uh, yeah, you need to you need to learn how to deal with pressure 
you know, I, I like to, I like to take a different perspective, perspective on pressure. I like to say that pressure is a privilege, right? So if you're feeling pressure, it's because you're doing something that's worthy. Yeah, that you really want to be the best at. Yeah. You want to put the right. best performance. It's so true. It's yeah. true because if you're not yeah, feeling yeah. pressure, you're obviously you're not, you don't care about it. Yeah, and it's not worthy enough to you, right? So I like to throw a bit of positive reinforcement. You know, if Daniel's ever feeling pressure, it's like, cool, man. Well, you're in a privileged position because that pressure you're feeling right now. There's millions of people that rather have that pressure. On yeah, them. it's true. So yeah, you got to put it into perspective a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, do you feel like so? How are things this year? I know you when you say like you know if if things don't go the right way in terms of results or points, it can change yep. the dynamic and how things is going on. What's it like this year compared to previous years? Yeah, it's tough because our, our mindset doesn't change. Like we're 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 a very resilient bunch, and and Daniel is very resilient in himself, and and you can tell that because he yeah. he oozes it every time he does an interview. Like he's always super level headed about everything yep. and. You know, he, he, yeah, he just seems like he handles it quite well. Yeah, media can be brutal at times, right? And mm-hmm. and but again, like I I, I put that down to to, to pressure, right? Because I'm just like, oh, hang on a second, they're talking about you for a reason. It's because that they expect more from you, which is fine because you can't control their expectations. But you also have to try and understand you don't want to listen to the white noise, the background noise, right? You don't want to get distracted on what other people are saying, what other people are thinking. Because at the end of the day, you need to focus on your process and what you can control. We can't control what the media say. We can't control what people think, mm. right? And there's no, there's no point even throwing any energy in that direction because you can't control people's emotions, right? Yeah, yeah. It's physically impossible. Mm. So it's all about just staying very narrow-minded on what on what our process is, right? We know what works, right? He knows what works, right? He's It's proven. He's proven that he can be one of the best drivers on the grid mm-hmm. yeah. based on when we focus on the process. And I think... The frustrating part is, you know, there is a process and then there's also, there's, like I said, there's parameters outside of your control that do have, do make a difference mm. to the outcome and to the results, right? And that's something that it's, it's hard to, it's hard to harness sometimes because you're like, okay, I'm doing everything in my power. I'm working hard. I'm focusing on what I need to focus on, but the results are there, aren't there, right? And it's so easy to label yourself based on your results. Of course, yes. It's it really, so easy it, I think, yeah, yeah, it's so important to remember Formula One yeah. is such a team sport as well. Like yeah. so much has to work within everything, you know, car, everything has to come together. Correct. It made me think of something I saw in your story. Did I see you're a Liverpool fan? Yeah. Yeah, because you put a mug up and you had a Liverpool logo. Do you watch football, yeah? Yeah, I love football. What did you, I wanted to ask you from a performance coach point of view. Yeah. What about Nunez's headbutt? <laughs> Not good, is Atrocious. it? Atrocious. That's not good. If, mate, that was your talent. If he, you were his coach and he would have did that, what would you do? I'd, I, he's, well, he's obviously getting two weeks for the red card. Yeah. I'd sit him out for four. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was really bad, fam. I don't know which I'm probably being like harsh. Like, I'm sure, like, again, never judge a book by its cover. Like, you, there could have been a more deeper thing that happened between, I don't know who the defender was, but the the simple, the simple answer is like, you made a you made a selfish act which affected the entire team mm. yeah right so you put yourself first before the team and i think that's that's i hope the biggest lesson that he learns from that is don't put yourself first because that's it's at, at where he is at the moment coming into a new team he's trying to earn respect of his new peers right he's trying to lead by example like okay i'm worthy of this of this team i'm worthy of being in this position uh last thing you want to do is do something selfish like that has there ever has Daniel ever done anything that has made you have to do that to him? 
Has he ever done anything where you've had to like tell him off or punch this to bad? Imagine that. No, look, to, to be honest, no. But, um, you know, there are moments where you do need to put your coaching hat on and, and you give him a, a bit of a wise word. Or, you know, sometimes sometimes their head does go in, in a different direction and then they're not aware of it. And sometimes that's when it's your job to, to bring him back. Yeah. Right? But hang on a second, that's not what we're focusing on, right? We're focusing on this. And like, again, throwing a bit of perspective because. I'm not sure if you guys have competed, but in competition, controlling your emotions is super difficult, right? And if you lose control of your emotions, you lose control of your thinking, you yeah. lose control of your perspective, yep. and you can really start to spiral. And you know, and, and that can happen post-race. You know, like I said, if if you label yourself based on 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 what you do rather than who you are, so if you base yourself on your results, then you know you can start getting to a bit of a negative mindset. Mm-hmm. Or hang on a sec, you know, I'm not good enough. Or yeah, yeah, and, and that's when that's when you need a coach but hang on a second that's pretty much why I stopped playing football I ah, used to play a yeah. side my whole life and then you know I played up front dry up with the goals you start getting a bit older you don't yeah. feel happy on the pitch I'd yeah. run around and I'd be I'd have other things on my mind for the yeah. first time yeah. and like I can I can imagine that in like a driver's head as well that can be fully focused yeah. and then see it's so different in- it's so different in music because you have to you have to maintain like the you know I need to make sure I'm on time when I play the drums but then like emotion is everything in music and it, I suppose it is the same in driving as well like yeah. if they really if, they, if you're a born and bred driver then like you're going to be so emotional about it but I feel like in music you can let your emotions go a bit more mm. yeah definitely I don't really know we need to get it's we not competitive Alexis King's playing at a Formula 1 yeah show. we do we, really we want do. Fab's band to like headline one of the Formula 1 events at some point that's one yeah. of our goals yeah I reckon you can make it happen yeah, yeah it'd be pretty cool Silver's done at a massive stage didn't it yeah, it did. It did. To be fair, we managed to make quite a lot of crazy things happen with this podcast and we don't really know how. What did um, you listen to? A bit of everything. I bit, um, the flavor of the week at the moment um, has been Gang of Youths. I love that flavor of the week. Yeah, ga- Gang of Youths. <laughs> I do love Gang of Youths. Okay. I've, I've seen them in London and, and I've not New York at the time. They're, they're really cool. Um, a bit of country. So um, I just got myself actually a, a record player. So I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, oh, wicked. So I started collecting records. So I bought like... Um, um, yeah, Z- um, Ziggy Roberts and then like Camp as well. So like I bought a, yeah, a couple, I'm, I'm like very early in the stages of building like a, a record collection. And I don't oh. know, something something about in the morning when you put a record on and you hear the crackling. The little It's yeah. so different to just playing it on like your, your UE boom or like your, your portable speaker. Just, yeah. I don't know, the sound's different. I can't, do you, is there, is, is it actually different? Do you know? Yeah. Or it, is it just? It is, yeah. It's very technical, but like the vinyls, they're much like smoother sound for yeah. some reason. So when you hear like the old like orchestral songs, like uh, with like trumpets and horns and violins, they're always, it's always so much smoother on a vinyl. And like the, the human voice is a lot smoother on vinyl. Yeah. I, I find just like making my coffee in the morning, listening to some vinyls. <laughs> I'm just like in this flow. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm digging this. <laughs> Floating. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. Give it a go. It's, uh, it's, I'm probably I'm probably real late with the craze because I, I heard like record like um, collecting records has like been booming the last couple of years. So mm. I'm a bit behind the craze right now, but uh, it's been a little hobby of mine of late. Nice, I like it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, just going back to what you were saying about like media and you know post race and stuff, thinking about stuff like that. Did I hear you say something about you have this like 24 hour rule? Yep. What is that? So the 24 hour rule is I, I pretty much give Daniel 24 hours to vent about what he what what essentially happened so whether it's if it's a if it's a race where he had an unfortunate result or or a race where he didn't meet his expectations uh, i give him 24 hours to vent and do as he please whether it's stay in his room and just 
eat pizza and not talk to anyone or mm. just give himself time to spicy spicy pizza right? that's the one right? i've <laughs> yeah. been doing a bit of re- i've been doing a bit of research for this spicy one pizza. Uh, yeah spicy yeah. pizza right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah spicy salami pizza is his go-to i think um and then yeah after 24 hours is is done then our focus we you know we, we ref- we accept it so we accept you accept the results yeah right acknowledge what happened mm. and then you reframe for the next race because this calendar comes around so quick right you don't have time to dwell on the past yeah, right? yeah. and if you do you're behind you're behind you're not thinking so about true, the next race yeah. right you need to reframe and start preparing for the next race and there's mm. so much to do in prep for, like to prepare for a race especially in this sport right it's 20 of the most fastest people on the planet like you need to you need to make sure mm. that you're up you're you're a hundred percent or you are gonna you are gonna lack right you are gonna fall behind so yeah that's that's my 24-hour rule it's like give yourself 24 hours to vent do your thing but once we wake up and I knock on your door, it's all focus on the next it's race. Go time. Yeah, How go do time. you maintain 24-hour rule after like a qualifying day? If qualifying doesn't go to plan, but he's got a race on Sunday, obviously you haven't got probably 24 hours. So if qualifying didn't go to plan, what would be like your job then if he comes off really pissed off, really stressed, like something's gone wrong, you know, like obviously keep him away from media and that or whatever. Well, to be fair, it'd be funny on media no matter what he does. <laughs> but what's your job then? Can never keep him away from media. When no, he loves it. it. Does, he, does he love it? <laughs> no, what I meant by that is like they've always got media commitments. So you can't. Oh, yeah. Because well, they're always in the media pen after quality, right? So you, yeah. can't, you can't avoid the media. <laughs> yeah. I find that, by the way, I find that whole media pen so intense. Oh, like to take a guy who yeah. has just done something which like he is born to do it's his heart and soul and he hasn't had like the best result for whatever reason to then come out be thrust in front of a camera and like not just daniel you see it in every single driver if they've had a bad day you can just see it in their eyes they're like yeah, yeah and if man, they man i'm hurt and if they dnf and they come out early don't they have to go and do the interview like whilst the rest of the race is going on they get back early everyone else is yeah. still racing and they're standing there chatting about correct so that's horrendous like yeah. i don't think they should do that yeah it's it, it is brutal um I, I agree. It is tough. Like if you're having a tough qualifying session, you need to throw yourself in front of, you know, I th- you think it's sometimes it's like five, six media outlets within, mm, that, yeah. within that pen. And they've all got their mic in the, in the face like that. And, and, you know, they're obviously very direct. <laughs> yeah. They don't soften the blow. But, you know, that comes with the territory. And th- that is a good question. Like the 24-hour rule does not exist after on a, on a Saturday for sure. Um, the one thing I would say is the e- like what makes it easier is that you, c- you can reframe, reframe that, right? Because, yes, you may not have had a, a good qualifying however you have a new opportunity yeah tomorrow, you have a chance to right so there's a new opportunity tomorrow right it's it's a bigger opportunity tomorrow right so it's 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 let's, let's think about that right yes okay qualifying can set you up for a better race but not all the time right like i said we spoke about a lot of con- like a lot of contingencies that can happen at the start you know during a race strategy weather so i guess you can pl- you can play into that if you're having a difficult, if you have, if you've had a difficult qualifying, to be like, hang on a second, there are a lot of things that can that can work to your advantage here. Whether it's mm. strategy, go on a hard, stay out late, look for a safety car. We see it time and time again, right? So, and you know, a perfect example is you know he, he won in Baku from I think P16. Yeah. Back, yeah. Are you in, wow. you are you ever involved in any of the strategies? I should have known. You just, you just hear that. it and they make the strategy. No, so that they obviously have a, a strategy team, and him and the race engineer will, will talk strategy. Um, I do like you know driving back to our hotel. I do like to understand what they're doing, and yeah. I, I give him my two cents, and he'll obviously take it on board. Um, but yeah, I, I do like to have a little bit of a say, but not too much, because at the end of the day, he's in those meetings. Those guys do what they do. 
So yeah, most of the time it's they leave it to the professional. Because I see you have a headset mm. on in a lot of pictures when you're walking with him, and I just wondered who you were talking to. So the headset is me mainly listening to Daniel and his race engineer because I'd like to hear their language, how they speak, how they deal with certain things. Mark was been a fucking dick today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand him today. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to talk to him during a race, but unfortunately not. <laughs> You're not allowed? No, so, so usually, sometimes I'll talk to Tom, he's race engineer. You know, he's just making sure that I'm on time for the national anthem because they can get fined if they're late to the national yeah, anthem. Yeah, I've heard about that. So, so usually Tom will just come on the radio and be like, Michael, just checking that you're on your way to the national anthem. And I'll obviously check in and say, yep, we're on the way. Um, and then sometimes, you know, there has been an instance once where I was actually walking off uh, and his balaclava wasn't working, his mic wasn't working. So I had to run back in with a spare balaclava, quickly like change it up like with two minutes to go. And so wow. luckily, you know, I need to keep my headset in because if, if Tom, if I didn't have my headset in, um, Daniel would have run a race with a, with no communication to his race engineer. That's oh, not no. great. Yeah, which would not be great. So I swear that happened recently to someone. I've heard stories about people when their water bottle hasn't worked. Yeah, Kimmy. That, That's that got to be. Has has Daniel ever had that? It happened to us in nineteen. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. They have. They forgot to to connect the tube, so uh, he was uh, he went to sip and he just sipped air. So uh, yeah, he had no had no drink for a whole for race. Like an hour and a half of yeah. of that. It was a hot race too, from memory. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because they lose a lot of water when yeah. they're when, through sweat. Yeah. No, so. I, I vividly remember like uh he's he's lead engineer just sitting in the garage and he came in the radio and he goes my drink's not working and he just looked across to me and he was like i'm so sorry like uh, he, he realized what he did he's like oh he's like i forgot to connect it and i was like that's okay i'll beat you up later <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in the garage when he's um when he's racing because you said you make no you take notes so yeah. what what kind of notes would you take what would you write down or be looking at or so doing? I, I i look at the way he defends um and i'll look at the way he attacks you know so sometimes i'll see you know is he being patient is he attacking the right way if he attacks in a particular corner and they defend well it, what, what's he doing from there how is he anticipating the next move is he being reactive or is he anticipating right is he being intelligent right so are you, is he actually thinking okay hang on a second i've tried this move twice in turn one doesn't work okay what's what's plan b so just making sure that he's he's like i'm just keeping him accountable to like, hang on a second like why did you do this why did you do that and yeah you know there's been instances where i I'll come to him and be like, I, I think you left too much space there, which is why X, you know, X died, dove in and, and, and got you. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you could have defended harder there. And then he'll go back and watch the footage and be like, yeah, you know what, maybe you're right. And then sometimes I'll, I'll watch the starts and I'll be like, you know, I think, you know, maybe talk a little bit about positioning. Um, so that that's where I, I you know, I know a lot of the feedback will come from his race engineer, right? Like that's not my job. That is just something that I like to do as a coach. Like no, no one's told me, to do that it's just i like to mm-hmm. break the race down and see how i can help daniel in, in any way shape or form the mm-hmm. way i see it is it's just an extra pair of eyes oh can't, he'd appreciate that as well because you can then chat about it yeah like if you're given in your opinion he'll then be able to bounce back and tell you what he was thinking in that moment in the race yeah. so correct. you're going to open up a conversation that a lot of people might not have got out of him yeah correct and you know I, i'll analyze his restarts for instance and you know maybe i'll, I'll go to his race engineer and be like hey look you know what, what what what's he like you know warming up his tires like is there something he can do better um so that you know there's a lot of information that i can get from his race engineers where they'll be like michael yes he's very strong in this area but he's very weak in this area and i was like okay maybe there is something from a performance aspect on how i train him or how i prepare him that can change that right mm-hmm. so you know and i'll give you an example like he starts we're an example 
So in 18 and 19, his starts were, were quite average. So we actually changed our, our garage preparation um, from like half, halfway through 2019 to try and change a few things up to get him more sharp and reactive off, off the start line. And then come end of 20, I think, uh, end of 2020, I think he was second in, in starts. I think Lewis was first. What did you change? What did you do? Can you say? Or is this secret uh, information? Secret. <laughs> <laughs> Just gave him different breakfast. We tried. We tried. Coming soon, episode two. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, like so. There's, there's information that I that I can definitely um, take on board from from the team to try and make make a difference from from a performance aspect. And I think I think that's an, that's important as a coach, right? Like you got to you got to step your ego aside and, and realize that. Hang on a second. Like th- there are definitely things that what we're doing right now that isn't perfect and you can mm-hmm. there's always ways to improve yeah like sports science is forever evolving and that's one thing i love about formula one is that formula one itself is so innovating right it's such an innovative sport and and, and so is sports science right and i just feel like the two and two just go so well hand in hand together and actually understanding how to actually tr- with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Brain, a Formula One driver, is is very... uh very scarce in the literature yeah. right now. You can't, you just don't know. No, you guys are like a different breed. You're kind of, you're writing the book now. Yeah, correct. You're, you're literally writing the book now. So uh, I'm going down some really cool avenues within neuroscience from, from like a cognitive perspective and actually how to like really like train the brain, you know, train your peripherals, sharp, sharpen your perception. Like I'm really going quite deep with some neuroscientists and mm. just wow. trying to really just hone in and find that 1%, right? Because 1% in F1 can, can mean the difference. Like between, a tenth of a second. You know, man, it, you, like you, look, you look at a tenth of a second in qualifying these days, it's the difference between P13 and P7 like, yeah. or, or P5. Like the midfield is so tight, you know? So uh, yeah, I, I'm forever, like I will forever as a coach, like push the boundaries and always find different ways that I can enhance Daniel's performance. Um, I'm not just going to be setting my ways as a coach. I'm always trying to improve. Yeah, so I didn't, I, before we'd spoke to Brad and even you, because we didn't know any of this stuff, like we didn't assume that a performance coach would have this much of a role. So, but to hear on how much you do behind the scenes, people might not know that you do, is so impressive because ultimately there is so much you have to know, learn about, be involved with, but you have to be their friend, like you said. You have to be able to make sure they do something, make sure this goes right on one of the biggest stages in the world. It's how do you compare this to working with some of the other sports people you've worked with? Because when I went on your website, I saw like I think I saw someone from other people from motorsports and people like yep. that. Yep. Do you think is Formula One just completely different? It is. It is different. Like the biggest thing I, I, I think where Formula One is so different is like the the engagement that fans can get. Like. You could literally be walking to the race, um, like from the garage to the pit and like through like you know, the main straight. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And people can just engage with you, right? Like there's fans like everywhere that can just stop, take a photo, say hello. And it's like- In the paddock now as well, yeah, there's loads of people, everyone's going to be It's crazy. Like, it, it's like imagine a footballing team, like walking out on the pitch. It would never happen. And, and there's fans it? on the pitch just mm. saying good day before you, before you, you know, before yeah. you go out to, to play. Yeah. Um, and same as race day, like race day, I, I, I see Daniel, like for instance, we'll probably get to a race on like 9.30 in the morning 
you know, it's a 3 p.m. race, I don't see him till 1.30 because he's got like paddock club meet and greets, sponsor greet, like sponsor wow, meet and greets. Really? He's got engineering meetings. So like he's got like five hours of commitment before I even get to see him. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? So like I'm also like, geez, like you look at other sports, like you look at football, you know, the, the lads rock up out of a bus three hours before, they're chill, they listen to music, they don't have to do nothing, right? Mm. Which is how it should be. Yeah, right? yeah. They, they should be in their zen state they shouldn't have to do anything that's going to be mentally taxing or lethargic something right? could definitely happen that could like put them off in that three hour period in yeah. an interview or meeting anyone like if you well, turn up to a race focused you've just woken up that morning had your breakfast you're ready to go race and you've got to do three hours of yeah. media in that surely something could oh, put you uh, off yeah I well, guess anything could well like doing a podcast for example right it's, it's like having it's like being in a meeting yeah right? you try and do three meetings you'll be exhausted mentally yeah. right like it's yeah. mentally taxing like talking to people absorbing information and then you know giving information back it's mentally taxing mm. uh so you know from a coaching perspective there are difficulties for sure because it's like how, how do you combat that you can't so it's like you know in a perfect world i'd love for him to 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 rock up to the race at like 1 p.m you know nice and chilled morning and then just go straight in the car and he's just completely switched on and sharp ready to go mm-hmm. but these these drivers they have to do a lot on a sunday they, they really do and i think that's what people have to understand these these guys are crazy like I know. not only are we asking them to drive a perfect race for two hours yeah. in something that is yeah. one of the most dangerous quick vehicles in the world they're yeah. also doing three days of media like like thursday's a full eight hour day of media that's absolutely insane right? and then they're yeah. doing they're doing like two to three media commitments Friday, two to three on Saturday and then two to three on Sunday. So like, it's crazy how much they ask of the driver and still ask them to perform at their absolute best. Yeah. Like it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. In light of that, uh, I really wanted to get your opinion and like, there may be stuff where you don't want to answer or you can't answer, but do you think there is a sole reason or maybe multiple reasons why you think Daniel may not be performing how he wants to perform this year? Yeah, I, I think... The number one thing is um, what we spoke about earlier is familiarity, right? Mm-hmm. So Daniel was not familiar with the, the car, the way the car feels, yeah. right? He's, he, he's used to a different driver, driving style. What people have to realize is a lot of these drivers actually have very, very different driving styles. Driving styles, yeah. Like if you actually watch the onboards, um, you know, it's particularly like if you watch like an Alonso, um, he's got a very different driving style. The way he drives the Alpine now is very different than the way Daniel used to drive it, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's it's very interesting. And some cars can handle different driving styles. Some cars can't. Unfortunately, McLaren has a very specific driving style, um, the car itself, you know, the, the characteristics and the features of the car. And that is something that Daniel hasn't been able to really grasp personally. And it it, it is... Yeah, look, look. Of course, it's frustrating. Like, of course, we want to, you know, we we want to be doing better for sure. Mm. Um, but you also have to understand, like, you don't want to throw sympathy, sympathy on yourself, and you also don't want to f- be the victim, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the worst thing you could do. Yep. is accept that you're the victim because you're not, right? So you have to accept it. Like I said, you have to acknowledge it, and you have to just keep focusing on the process. And mm. that is something that I've been very impressed with with Daniel. Is that, you know, he could have easily gone into his shell. He could have easily, you know, gone a little bit negative in the media, um, but he hasn't. He's, he's kept head, it together. He's put his head down. He's actually working harder than I've ever seen him work, right? Not not worrying about the outcome or the results because he can't control that, mm. right? And just focusing on the process and just not worrying about the outside noise, right? Not worrying what, what he can't control, which is, mm. you know, the media and, and what comes with the territory of being a professional athlete in, in Formula One. So, yeah. yeah, look, I always say your biggest your biggest growth comes from your darkest times. 
right? So whether or not this is one of his darkest times in his in his Formula One career or not, I definitely think there's going to be a big growth coming coming from this year for sure. Yeah, you know, and I always say no one buys tickets to a flat roller coaster, right? <laughs> yeah. Like if you saw a flat flat roller coaster right now. Uh, at a theme park, would you buy tickets? Hell no, <laughs> absolutely not. Right? And it's the same as same as life, and the same as so same, true. same yeah, as a sportsman, yeah. right? Any sportsman in the world, whether it's the best player in, in in NBA, whether it's LeBron James, Roger Federer, I guarantee you could sit down with them, and they will say, yes, you, you are going to have highs and you are going to have lows. Mm-hmm. It's like a roller coaster. You just got to hang on, sit tight, look forward, and make sure that you trust in your ability and making sure that you are focusing on your process and not being distracted by anything else mm-hmm. mm. and at this period of time do you think about next year do you think about the potential of of what situation you guys might be in next year or are you just thinking on now this season get it over and done with and then think about it during the break yeah i, I think this i mean look there's what is it eight right <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong is it eight oh races? i don't know something no. like that no, no, there's no. a few left yeah <laughs> i should know <laughs> um there's still plenty of races so for me there's still a lot to achieve this year, right? So perfect example was last year. You know, we, we had a very um, slow start to the year and then we came out and won Monza, mm-hmm. right? And, and so one win can change a lot. Yep. So, you know, I'm not just going to ride off the second half of the year because the first half of the year didn't go well. Like, I still think there's massive amounts of growth and improvement to happen for sure because I believe in Daniel so much. Like, I, I honestly believe that he's one of the fastest in the world. And I believe that, you know he can definitely be a lot, be a lot, be a lot quicker in this car, and he can crack, crack the code essentially of yeah. what he's trying to find, yep. right? So no, I'm not thinking about next year. I don't want to get too, too far ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I embrace you know the unknown and the uncertainty. I think that's quite exciting. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I think that's 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 life, right? I don't. When people say where do you want to be in five, ten years time, I, I don't like to plan life, man. I, I like to same just, here. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think you need to embrace the uncertainty of life because if you don't, then it's going to stress you out. Yeah, yeah. I right? just accept it. Just accept that sometimes life's going to go in a different direction that you planned it to go, mm. right? And that's that's just part of it. So, no, to answer your question, no, I, I, I'm not. I haven't really thought about next year. Cool. Do you think Daniel thinks about it? I think he has to. Yeah. Yeah, I think he has to. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, I, I'll leave that to him. It's something that you know we'll eventually talk about. But I think August break is for me. I don't mm. think that was it's the right time to talk about that right now. I think he needs to do what he did last year and, and what he does every year is just switch off yeah. from Formula One, yeah. reset, and come back fresh, ready to hit a very very busy second half of the year. It's great. We just watched the Elvis movie. I don't know if you've seen oh, it. Oh, I was going to watch it. Last oh, it's night. amazing. It's, it's good. It's amazing. really good. Um, Austin Butler played Elvis nice. and. What happened, you know, they spend so long getting into the character. They put so much work into it. But then they had the COVID break and he was still putting in work during those two years off to really kind of embody this character and be that guy. But the main thing, because Tom Hanks is in it as well. Mm -hmm. And the main thing that Tom Hanks said to him was just make sure that you find one thing every day to pull you out of it just to focus on something else because otherwise you'll go insane. So like, is there other things that you or Daniel do like, you guys are in this, your head must be in the sport all the fucking time. So yeah. to be able to just pull yourself out of it, what other interests do you or Daniel have, which you can enjoy doing when you're not doing Formula One? Yeah, it's a good question. And it, it's something where I definitely think as an athlete, you need to have a healthy balance mm. of, you know, what you're trying to achieve in sport and what you're trying to achieve as a human, like in life, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, sport isn't life, right? So you have to, you have to understand there has to be a healthy balance there. And if you get that balance wrong, you can you feel like you can feel like you're in you're in quicksand sometimes. Yeah. So 
with Daniel, he loved to be in nature. He loves to get get out and whether it's hiking, mountain bike riding. We saw yeah, you guys so mountain good, biking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he loves it. He's way too quick for me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I tried going mountain bike riding with him and keeping up, and I think I went over the handlebars like three times. So <laughs> how I didn't break my collarbone, I do not know. I'd love to go mountain biking with, with I, you guys. Yeah, I think after three hours, he just started laughing at me because I was just bruised head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't gone back. So he's allowed to do that to you, but if you bruised him, I'm yeah. sure there'd be people gunning for you, wouldn't there? Well, you know what? I kind of blame myself. That was my ego trying to keep up with him. I should have slowed down yeah. and just yeah. tried to keep myself on track um and yeah like you know, a couple couple months ago or yeah about five weeks ago we went to montana and mm-hmm. stayed, stayed on a friend's ranch and that was beautiful get to ride some horses oh, just 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 be a kid again you know like being space being nature and you know we went hiking we went mm-hmm. to like the, you know national glacier park went riding up the hills there so like and the fortunate thing is i love that too so i think part of part of that really helps him switch off and really just, he just, he loves embracing nature, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fantastic. I think we all need to be in, in <clears throat> nurtured in nature more, more than, than not. I think we can very easily just get stuck into our, our apartment and our routine of just waking up and sitting on a, in a front of a screen for eight hours, nine yeah. hours a day. We've started doing it, haven't we? <laughs> we, we? We've started doing like a one hour of no phones. Nice. Yeah, play guitar. We had these little cards. We ordered a McDonald's the other day. You'll be pissed off to know about that. <laughs> we had a McDonald's. <laughs> but it came with these um these little like but poke. You, you bought a salad though, right? Of course. Uh, yeah, 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 salad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> with extra chicken. Um, <laughs> they come with these like little uh, cards where it had like a Pokemon on it, but it was like duplicates and you have to like turn them over and you've got to find the... The match. The match, yeah. yeah. We were yeah. playing it for ages. Oh, I felt awesome. like I was like so intelligent after it. I couldn't believe it. Because yeah, it just gets your mind like, like, rather yeah. than staring at your phone all day. Yeah. So so I I started doing the same with my girlfriend over lockdown, right? Because you're, you're in your apartment and everyone can definitely relate how easy it is to sit in, during lockdown just be on your phone the whole yeah. time, right? Sit on TikTok for 30 minutes or whatever yeah. floats your boat. But yeah, we started buying cards, um, Jenga, Uno, and just started playing like board games again and yeah. I was like oh my gosh this is actually quite therapeutic yeah, <laughs> it's like, what, yeah. what is this like yeah. Yeah. bits of my brain I haven't used in ages yeah, yeah. Okay. We did yesterday. Oh, really good yeah that's and, one um, thing about London you don't yeah, we don't really have the the outdoors as much here well hopefully like, next year with the Formula 1 calendar we'll be travelling to a lot more races yeah and then we'll have a lot busier year that'd be nice that's, that's got to be the yeah, plan Formula 1 if you're watching <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say we actually have been getting into cars a lot lately so every flight that we've been on We've been playing, been playing the game bullshit. Have you heard of bullshit? Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Oh man, love it, bullshit. It, it gets personal. <laughs> it does. Oh, we we played it the last four flights. Uh, the last flight coming back from Budapest, we had Lando playing. We had like the things like five of us, Lando and his and his trainer John, and yeah, he got personal, man. He got <laughs> really? personal. Oh yeah, it was, it's uh it's been really fun actually, just getting that playing that and makes the makes the flight go quick. Yeah. Is it different teams on the same flight, or is it just like McLaren has their flight? Red Bull has it, it, it depends. It depends, but yeah, um, this 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 particular flight, it was just um, it was just the McLaren boys. So uh, we've got everyone involved and started playing bullshit. And you try you try play off you want to be another, and you bluff. And if the bluff works, you feel like I you're, love you feel game. like you're a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> That's jokes. Does every driver, do you think, like from your point of view, have the same relationship with their performance coach, or is yours more special because you have known each other for so long, like friends, like? You're, you haven't just been hired into the row and then you've met him and you've been like, I'm going to be your coach now. You knew each other before. There's a story there. You watched his journey. Yeah. So do you feel like other drivers aren't as close with their performance coach on the grid? Um, mate, to be honest, I could only really comment on my relationship with Daniel. Like yeah. me, me commenting on what I see outside, I think would be would be quite like vain of me. I think what I see definitely is, 
I do see strong relationships for sure. Like I put like we, we hang out with each other maybe like 250 days of the year. So wow. for, so for me, it's like, well, if the coach isn't getting on with the, with the, the driver, they're not going to last, right? Yeah. So you would, you would have to assume that there has to be a strong bond there mm-hmm. for them to one, just be able to work together and work efficiently and for it to be very yeah. cohesive. So yeah, I, I would definitely say there would like, I think coach and coach and drivers, all of them would be very close yeah. for sure. Yeah, I just wondered whether like all the other coaches go like mountain biking and do all that stuff with this. Uh, I, I think so. Well, I mean, it depends on what their interests are for sure. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I guess we have similar interests so we can do those things together. Um, I, I'm sure that I'm sure there would be definitely drivers and coaches that go out and do do some outdoor activities or just hobbies, similar hobbies in general together. Mm. Yeah, it's it's so interesting, man, having people like you on the pod because I mean I don't know if you know, but we're new to this sport, so we only really got into Formula One last year. Oh our, wow! Yeah, and our We've, whole this podcast has been going for five months, five or six months. Damn. Yeah. yeah, and our whole thing has been like trying to get at it from a new fan perspective. I think that's why a lot of people have jumped on on the bandwagon is because there's a lot of new fans from Drive Survive and everything else. Um, and I think the more that we have people like you on the podcast, the more it makes me realize how important you are to the sport. I mean, you're really like the glue, which are like holding these drivers together at times. Because I heard someone say it, whether it was you in another podcast or, or someone else, someone said like, a driver needs a best friend in the paddock. And like, yeah. you essentially are that. Yeah, it's, no, thank you. And it's, you know, the sport can be a very lonely sport at times. That's something that I'll, I think people have to recognize is there's a lot of travel. There's a lot of sitting in uh, planes and, and cars going to, to and from hotels by yourself. You know, you're going back to, to an empty hotel room every night. So it does have its times where, where you are quite lonely mm. and it's very easy to get homesick because right? mm-hmm. you don't have a routine. Like your, your life is living out of a suitcase. So if you like routine this job is hard. Like I always say anything that looks great in life, there's always a bigger sacrifice, right? So, you know, there's always people that, you know, chime into what I do and I, and I completely appreciate it. And I'm always grateful of what I do. And I was like, Oh, I want your job. I want your job. Yeah. Like, yeah. But hang on a second. This is what I sacrifice. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, oh, hang on a second. Okay. So much you miss. So, so much, much you miss do. because obviously you're only seeing what the event is. Yeah. And it's the same as these drivers that, you know, yes, they're, they've got this amazing opportunity. They get paid very, very well. Um, but yeah, it is a lonely life at times and it, it is very difficult to, you know, whether it's build a family, see your family, see your friends, like build close relationships. So yes, at times, sometimes all you do want is a friend mm. and, and yeah. And, and that's what I obviously try to achieve when I know when to put my friend hat on and when to put my coaching hat on. Cool. Well, hopefully we get to see you out of the paddock at a race at some point. We always somehow manage to sneak in the paddock. So if we do see oh, dear. it. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. been to three races and snuck well, in three Z- times so far. Zan Vault, let's catch up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd absolutely love to. I'm going to go over to this camera and say goodbye quick. Yeah. I'm going to end the podcast so this camera can our see camera me as well. Our camera literally just turned off. That just died off. and I want it for the YouTube. Oh, was that what that... Yeah, that yeah. That, uh, it died. Fab, come over as well. We've got to come this way to end the podcast. Come on. Come on, guys. Do a little bit Okay. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. You're we'll welcome. have to. Um, oh, this is cute. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah. we did I didn't think we'd be getting this close the first <laughs> time I met you, to be honest with you. I, I, reckon, I, reckon, I reckon we found something here. Yeah. We, need, we need a third host. We do need a third host. <laughs> so you if, you, if Daniel sacks you, then you're in. <laughs> Done. All right. I'm on the other job. Thank you very much for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, our next podcast will be live on Monday. Yeah, Monday. Rate the podcast yeah. five stars. Follow it if you haven't already. 
Michael, thank you for joining us. Good luck for the mate, rest of the season. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here, Thanks bro. Thanks so much. Thank Cheers you so there. much. See you soon. Cheers, Cheers mate. Oh, that was all right. Powered by Spirit Studios.